This is a podcast by the Business Times. Welcome to a new BT podcast series helmed by the Business Times wealth editor Genevieve Kwa. Wealth with BT is specially put together for those looking to preserve and grow their wealth. In this first episode, let's look at healthcare, specifically the integrated shield policies. These are private sector hospitalization policies that are part of the CPF umbrella. They sit on top of MediShield Life. If you subscribe to a shield plan, this is what will happen. If you are hospitalized, MediShield Life kicks in as the first layer of cover before your private shield plan. A shield plan is essential because it gives you options in terms of the type of care you want, be it a private hospital or a class A ward in a government or restructured hospital. In terms of healthcare cover, I believe a shield plan is something you should prioritize for yourself and your family. Of late, there has been much debate and controversy over certain aspects of the integrated shield cover. Don't worry, I'll guide you in this podcast. Here's what is happening. From April 1, policyholders who bought riders for their shield plans before 2018 will be asked to transition to the new crop of riders, where you can no longer be covered for 100% of the deductible and co-payment portions of your hospital bill. Instead, all riders will now require you to co-pay 5% of the hospital bill. Now this has caused much unhappiness for a number of reasons. One, policyholders feel the goalposts have changed. For the past few or many years, they have happily paid for riders and the base plan to cover them for 100% of any hospital bill. And now that appears to be taken away. Now you should know that technically The contracts you sign with insurers allow them to change policy terms like premiums and benefits. But that doesn't soothe the feeling that somehow the rug has been pulled out from under you. There is a second reason for unhappiness. The 5% copayment rider comes with an annual cap of $3,000. This is a good thing, especially if you have a chronic condition. that requires you to seek treatment frequently but to avail of this cap policyholders are asked to submit to some conditions preauthorization or approval of treatment for example or a letter of guarantee or that you only choose from the insurer's panel of preselected doctors now the issue of who gets onto an insurer's panel of doctors and who doesn't has caused yet more unhappiness Why is all of this happening? Over the past 4 to 5 years, insurance companies with shield offerings have been posting underwriting losses. This means that after deducting claims and expenses from the premiums collected, the plans are unprofitable. There are of course obvious reasons for this. Singaporeans for one are getting older. As we age, chronic diseases set in and claims will rise. Research from a task force in 2016 also places a big part of the blame on overconsumption of healthcare and also overinflation of charges among some doctors. For insurers, 
well, doing nothing wasn't an option. It serves no one if shield plants become unsustainable and are withdrawn, leaving many without health cover. All that gives you something of a bird's eye view of the many wrinkles in healthcare insurance. But there's yet one more wrinkle, and this is the subject of this podcast. In the efforts to contain costs and claims, some insurers have launched what they call claims-based pricing. Now, what is that, you may ask? Think of your car insurance. If you bought car insurance for at least a year and have not made any claim, you get a discount off the annual premium. For motorists who maintain a good track record, the discount can be pretty substantial, as much as 50% off for those with a clean record of at least five years. So how does claims-based pricing work in shield plans? One thing to note, this mechanism only applies to riders and not to the base shield plan. Basically, it works similar to car insurance. If you make no claims, you will enjoy a discount on your shield rider. But if you make a claim, depending on the size of the claim, the premium for your rider will escalate. Today, out of seven insurers with shield offerings, three insurers have implemented claims-based pricing. Prudential was the pioneer in this, launching this as far back as 2017. In April this year, it was joined by AIA and Great Eastern. For those who are fortunate enough to be healthy and have felt very unhappy about the steady premium risers over the past few years for both your base shield plan and rider, you may feel like this is a good thing. I have to confess that personally, since I've hardly made any claim on my shield plan through the years, I have often wondered why insurers do not introduce a no-claim discount. As with many other industries, the 80-20 rule applies to insurance. That is, 20% of policyholders are said to account for 80% of claims. This gives rise to the feeling that through all the premium risers, somehow the healthy policyholders seem to be disproportionately subsidizing the unhealthy ones. Please don't celebrate the implementation of claims-based pricing too soon. This is because there is only one certainty as we age. Our health will deteriorate over time, and we will eventually make claims on our shield plans, and maybe very substantial claims at that. If you like Wealth with BT so far, please subscribe to Wealth with BT on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and like us and give us a rating. So I'm going to give you some examples of how some of the insurers have designed their riders with claims-based pricing. You'll find that the basic outline of the mechanism is similar, but insurers compete at the margin. A lower escalation factor, for example, or a slightly bigger discount over time for no claims. So let's start with Prudential, the pioneer. Prudential's Pro Extra Riders pricing starts at standard level. At inception, you will enjoy a 20% discount with no exceptions, as long as you do not make a claim on your policy. When you do make a claim, the multiplier that will be applied to your rider premium will depend on a few things, the size of the claim and whether you go to a non-panel doctor or hospital. 
If you seek treatment with the panel and your claim is under $1,000, your premium is unchanged. If your claim is higher than $1,000, then you begin to have to pay more depending on the size of the claim. The maximum multiplier, if you are 54 or younger, is three times the normal premium. That's a pretty hefty hike. If you seek a non-panel provider, the escalation kicks in faster. The premium could be adjusted by four levels, up to the maximum of three times. Insurers are, thankfully, kinder to older policyholders, for whom the multiplier is much, much lower. For Prudential, those age 55 or older will pay a maximum escalation of 50%. For AIA, those 55 years and older pay up to 40% more. And for GE, those 65 and older will pay up to 25% more. What should you make of these moves? Business-wise, claims-based pricing could really help insurers to turn around their shield portfolios, most of which remain loss-making. Potential has had a head start, and its record must have been very convincing to the competition. Within a year of claims-based pricing, its shield portfolio rebounded into the black in 2018 with an underwriting profit of $42 million. This improved further in 2019. But it may not be all hunky-dory, especially for consumers or policyholders. There is concern, for example, over unintended consequences. Health insurance, after all, cannot really be equated to car insurance. If claims-based pricing becomes the norm, there is the risk that policyholders would delay treatment until their conditions worsen, and this would further inflate hospital expenses. Another concern is that insurance eventually becomes unaffordable. Unhealthy policyholders would eventually drop off the scheme. As healthcare expert and associate professor Jeremy Lim has said, insurers have to be clear what their objectives are. If it is to improve the risk pool, then claims-based pricing is likely to be effective. But if their mission is also to keep premiums affordable, then this won't work. In any case, it's fortunate that claims-based pricing applies solely to the rider and not to the base plan. I would also raise a few questions to insurers. First, insurers already should have adequately priced in the health or morbidity risk along with your age. With such long-running and consistently poor results, are the policies actually mispriced? How material are the cost factors of commission and management expenses in the profitability equation for SHIELD? Surely, rather than raising premiums repeatedly, insurers should make the effort to lower the commissions and management expense rate as well. Policyholders are also worried as they are forced to tap insurers' panel doctors. Those with chronic conditions who have long worked with their own specialists will be most concerned. The Health Ministry has set up a 12-member Multilateral Health Insurance Committee to look into the very controversial issues 
of specialist panels and transparency. This is something to look forward to. But there is yet one more issue. If you have read through the conditions attached to claims-based pricing, you will note that the insurers are actually encouraging you to go to government or restructured hospitals. If you seek treatment at the public hospital, despite holding a private hospital plan, your rider premium is likely to stay at standard level with no escalation. This raises a concern. If more people seek treatment at restructured hospitals, can the public health care system handle the burden? Is it a matter of time before a similar cost inflation takes root in the public system? For you as policyholder, it is even more important that you should think about your expectations of healthcare and the affordability of your shield cover. Premiums rise as you get older, and the amount that can be deducted from MediSave for shield premiums is capped. As for riders, the premiums cannot be funded by CPF savings. They must be paid for in cash. At current pricing, a copay rider for a 71-year-old is easily a few thousand dollars a year for a private hospital plan. Any escalation on top of that would make the rider very, very expensive. It looks like more insurers will eventually adopt claims-based pricing. For you as policyholder, it is a lot to think about and bear with. One big motivation behind this mechanism which I haven't mentioned yet, is that it aims to get you to do your part to stay healthy. Watch your diet, get health screenings regularly, and exercise. That's well and good, of course, but you'll also need to think about whether you want to maintain a private hospital plan and a rider, particularly in your older years, when you cease to have an income. If affordability becomes an issue, you could downgrade to a plan for restructured hospitals or even drop the rider altogether. That's lots to think about. Till next time, please do stay healthy. And that's a wrap for this episode of Wealth with BT, a podcast series by The Business Times. But don't forget to subscribe to Wealth with BT on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify and like us and give us a rating. That was an SBH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.